Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello, welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and uh, I'm energized today. I feel really good. I feel really good today, which isn't always the case. Some days you feel good, some days not so much, but uh, I feel great. I feel really good. And uh, I think you're in for a treat today. If you need help, do you need help? I need help. I think we all need help. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how to ask for help when you need it most how to ask for help when you need it most. We're going to identify what are the things that prevent us from asking for help. And then I'm going to give you four steps to ask for help, to seek out help, whether you need it now or whether you need it in the future. But we all need help at any given time in our life. And sometimes that help can be the one thing that changes our life and possibly even saves our life. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, Organifi, our longtime sponsor. And I want to talk about a product that I don't talk about very often. Uh, It's my wife's favorite product. I've mentioned that, yeah, maybe a couple of times ever, but it's Organifi's Collagen for healthy skin, hair, and nails. Now, she puts Organifi Collagen in her coffee every day. That's how she likes it. You might put it in a smoothie, put it in a a cup of almond milk, whatever. She likes it in her coffee. Now, uh, it gives your body the tools to replenish and rebuild and gives you healthier hair, stronger nails, radiant skin, and much more. Now, she says it helps with her fine lines and wrinkles. She said she notices a measurable difference. She said also her nails are far stronger um, and her skin is just better overall. So if you want some of those benefits, right, which is uh, healthier skin, hair, and nails, uh, head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal, and use the discount code Hal, my name, H-A-L, at checkout for 20% off your order of Organifi Collagen or any of their other awesome health improving products that uh, we love. And my wife, it's funny, like when she, she'll be like, hey, when's my next thing or, or collagen coming? I'm almost out of collagen. Like she freaks out, like she loves her collagen. She notices a difference. She wants it every day. So I hope you enjoy that product and it blesses your life along with all of their others. All right, Goal Achievers, let's dive in today, how to ask for help when you need it most. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, I just got back from the studio actually recording the last session of the Miracle Morning audiobook. The, the book's done, but this is called, what do they call this, a punch-in session, I think. It's where you go in and basically the person that listened to the audiobook and proofread it says, okay, there's some errors here. This part's not clear. He mumbled a word here. And so I go in and it ended up taking uh, like an hour and a half. But, but anyway, it's fun. The uh, Miracle Morning New updated and expanded edition. The audiobook is complete and you can pre-order it, by the way. That's part of the pre-order bonuses. 
If you go to the new miraclemorning.com, you can pre-order the audiobook and uh, you'll get all the bonuses, the masterclass, the two guided meditation tracks, the sneak peeks of the miracle evening, the miracle life, and the new book. All of that is at the new miraclemorning.com. So you can check that out. And if you get five tickets or more, in case you're not aware of this, you do get five tickets. So five books or more, sorry, to pay it forward and gift people. You get five tickets to the uh, miracle year live virtual event. So I want to talk today about how to ask for help when you need it most. And I was asking myself, I was quieting my mind, getting in a meditative state and saying, what do people need right now? And what came up for me at a high level is they need help. I need help. You need help. We all need help. And I thought, well, what prevents people us from getting the help that we need? And you can answer that in a few different ways. Like we don't know who to ask. We don't know where to get help. But I think that at a really fundamental level, we don't ask for help. And we're either afraid of bothering someone else. I know that's a big one for me. I don't want to burden anybody. I don't, they've got their own problems. Sometimes it might be ego. I don't want to look weak or, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit that I can't figure this out. I should be able to figure this out. So, so whatever the reason is that you might not ask for help or you might feel like your problem is unsolvable, right? You know, if you lost a limb and you're really upset about that, talking to someone isn't going to replace your limbs. You might feel like your problem is unsolvable. So there's different reasons that might be stopping you from asking for help. And I want to take today, uh, I'm going to share a story with you on how I finally got over some of my hangups around asking for help and how it was extremely helpful. I'm going to also share a story from the past on how it was transformative for me. And then I'm going to share with you some paradigm shifts in how you think about asking for help and how you think about the things that are preventing you from asking for help, from reaching out, from seeking support in the ways that you may need. So the story I'll tell first and foremost is the recent one. And I've mentioned this a little bit over the last few weeks or months, but um, I've been extremely overwhelmed with the launch of this new book, the Miracle Morning Updated and Expanded Edition. I've never felt so overwhelmed. In fact, probably recency bias. I'm sure I've been this overwhelmed or more overwhelmed in the past, right? But isn't it whenever you're going through it, right? That's what they call that recency bias where you're like, this is the worst ever, or it's the best, like if something is great, this is the best ever. It's the best song. It's the best food I've ever had. It's this recency bias that whatever we're experiencing now feels like either the best if it's good or the worst if it's bad. And it feels like it's the most overwhelmed and stressed out I've ever been. And honestly, I've been paralyzed with fear. So I'll give you, I'll give you some specifics. When the Miracle Morning first came out in 2012, I reached out to everybody that I knew, all of my former colleagues, all of my speaking clients, which at that time, you know, I was a relatively new speaker. It was mostly colleges and such. I reached out to all of my friends, my family, like I hustled because I knew the Miracle Morning was life-changing and I wanted to get it out to as many people as I could. And so I reached out and I actually pre-sold over 5,000 copies of the book. Now, back then, there wasn't a pre-order button on Amazon. So I literally took credit cards over the phone and put them in a spreadsheet. I wrote down how many books the person wanted, and it was anywhere from, you know, some people were ordering five, but then I, I had some order 25 or 100, or I think I had like multiple orders for 300 books, some of my speaking clients where I offered to speak for free if they bought that many books. So anyway, I had this whole spreadsheet. I've been going through this by 
by the way, part of like getting back in touch with my roots or like the original energy when I uh, came out with the first Miracle Morning Edition is I've been going back through all of the spreadsheets and the documents and the the bonuses that I created way back when. And it's so funny, like it's, I don't know if it's funny is the right word, but for me, it's just, it's cool. It's exciting to go, wow, I didn't know what I was doing and look at how much I did. Like I did, a, I, I pre-sold 5,000 copies. And so it also made me realize that, okay, I need to be willing to not just send out an email to, you know, to you, to our community. I need to be willing to go over and above, right? If you're familiar with the miracle equation or the book that I wrote after the miracle morning, it's unwavering faith and extraordinary effort. And I don't know if I told you this, but I recently I'm reading that book right now. As weird as that sounds, I might have mentioned that a few weeks ago. I don't, I have brain damage. I can't remember all this stuff. But anyway, um, I'm reading my own book right now, The Miracle Equation. And I'm reading it because I realized I wasn't living it. I wasn't living the miracle equation. The miracle equation is made of two decisions, unwavering faith in yourself, in God, in uh, the ability that you have to overcome and accomplish anything that you want, unwavering faith. And I realized I was living with a lot of fear and a lot of self-doubt. What if, you know, oh my gosh, this isn't going the way that I thought. I'm not as capable as I used to be. I suffer from, you know, challenges with my brain and as my cognitive abilities. Like I, I can't think straight. I, I'm having mental health challenges on and on and on. And I was feeling really discouraged and really little depression and anxiety and, and, and fear and all these things. And I realized I'm not living the miracle equation. That first decision, unwavering faith, I need to replace fear with faith. I've done it before. I can do it again. And I want you to remember that too, that whatever you're going through right now, that in the past, you've gone through challenges and you've overcome them, and you can overcome whatever challenges you're facing now. In the past, you've set goals, and you've achieved them, and you can overcome, or you can achieve any goals that you set now. And that was a big reminder. I had to rewrite my affirmations and remind myself of who I've been in my life and what I've done in my life, and reminding myself that, Hal, that's who you are. You aren't these fears. You aren't this self-doubt. You aren't this anxiety. These are temporary states of consciousness that I, you, we can either keep perpetuating and sustaining or we can choose the opposite. We can choose, you know, if we, when you're, we're in the middle of fear, we can choose to generate faith in the midst of fear and replace fear with faith. When we are experiencing self-doubt, we can choose consciously in writing to write out, I am capable of anything I put my mind to, right? We can replace self-doubt with confidence, with faith, uh, not faith, what's the word I'm looking for? With confidence, with a self-belief, yeah, unwavering faith, I guess that, that, that it goes there too. So I, and I'm sharing all this. I want you to know, like, I just, I want you to know what I've been going through. And I also want you to know that because part of asking for help is being vulnerable. And so I'm, I'm trying to lead by example right now. And I'm always trying to do that. I always try to be vulnerable with you and not try to impress you and, you know, to say, I'm, I, I got it all figured out. I got some stuff figured out, but I'm also human and I'm working through my own challenges. So with all of that, I want to share with you how I asked for help and how it was transformative for me. Now, recently with the book launch, a couple things that happened. Number one, it was asking my team for help, asking my friends for help, asking my wife for help, and asking my previous self for help. Think about that for a second, right? That, 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 which is what I was just saying, which is looking into my past and asking myself, what have I done in my past 
that tells me I can do what I need to do now to overcome my challenges. And I'm actually, let me see if I can find, where did I write that down? I wrote down, it's probably in my affirmations. I wrote down something along the lines of my extraordinary effort right now, which by the way, I didn't close the loop on that. Unwavering faith is the first decision of the miracle equation. Extraordinary effort is the second decision. So you maintain unwavering faith that you can overcome and accomplish anything that you stay committed to. And you put forth extraordinary effort for as long as it takes, no matter what your results are along the way, until you get there. And what I realized is part of my extraordinary effort that didn't used to be so much in the past is pushing through the self-doubt, pushing through the chat. And I guess that was true in the past too, but again, it's recency bias. I feel like I've never experienced so many mental health challenges as I, as I do now on a daily basis. Um, and I blame it on my chemo. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I feel like I, there's like who I was before I did three years of chemo. And I feel like I was much sharper than I am now. And then there's who I am now after three years of poisoning my brain with chemo. And I feel like it, you know, and so it really discourages me uh, and I lose my cool sometimes because I'm like, this is such, oh, I'm so upset that I am this way now that I'm not the, not, I don't feel as capable as I used to be. I'm not as sharp as I used to be. So it causes me a lot of, a lot of emotional, you know, angst, if you will. So part of asking for help again, not only from other people, but from my former self. And I encourage you to do the same. I encourage you to go back into your past and look for evidence from yourself when you've been at your best and tap into that again, that if you've been at your best in the past, what did you do then? How did you think then? How did you talk to yourself then? How did you show up then when, when you were at your best and realize that that version of you is still inside of you? That version of you is still available to you. That version of you is still you at your core. And just because you're experiencing fear or anxiety or self-doubt or mental health challenges, realize that's not who you are. It's not who we are. It's just a temporary state of consciousness. And again, you can continue to perpetuate that state or you can choose different. You can choose better. You can choose to transcend limiting states of consciousness and choose empowering states of consciousness. And I encourage you to do it in writing, not just in thought. Memories are short. And here's the thing, right? You ever have a, like, I'll wake up sometimes and have such an empowering, like, line of thought. Go, oh yeah, I've, you know, I have an empowering perspective and I'm feeling, you know, really good. And if I don't write it down, then what ends up happening is negative thought patterns that I might've entertained over the last few months or days or weeks, right? Or my lifetime, uh, the negative pad thought patterns show up and then they, and I, and I try to remember, gosh, dang it. What was I thinking this morning that felt empowering, that reminded me that I, I could overcome my challenges, that I was capable. And if you don't write it down, which is the power of affirmations, right? If you don't write it down, you're liable to forget. And the negative thought patterns may prevail, right? They may end up take being the dominant thought patterns. So you've got to, you have to in writing decide this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. This is what I'm committed to. So I reached out and asked for help from my team. And I want to, I want to say this, it only takes a change in perspective, a different way of looking at things. That's essentially the first step in making any meaningful change. The first step in a, to a change, the first step to any change, it's a new perspective, a new option. You go, oh, I didn't think of it that way. 
And if you're having trouble giving that to yourself, that's where asking from help for other people. Here's the other thing that I did. So we are forming the Miracle Morning launch team. In fact, it's already formed. If you want to apply, I, I, I hate to, I'm recording this a week before it comes out. And so I don't know exactly if we're going to be accepting people. We might be at our limit. But it can't hurt to try. Just as, let, let me in advance. I'm going to apologize in advance if you apply and it's like, sorry, we're already solid, like booked to max capacity. I know we already have 544 people that have applied and we were planning on capping the launch team at 500 people. So that means there's already 44 people uh, that we minimum that we might have to decline. But if you are interested and you want to join the Miracle Morning Messengers launch team, it's a, basically a group of the, some of those dedicated Miracle Morning practitioners that we're going to get together. We're going to do Zoom calls together between now and the book launch, and we're going to brainstorm ideas on how we can impact more people. So if you go to miraclemorning.com forward slash messengers, you can, that, that is as of today, you can apply. But again, when you're listening to this, it might be full. So I know promises, but it's worth it. If you're interested, you know, you can check it out. And again, I apologize in advance if you get declined because we're already at max capacity, but there's a chance. So if you want to give it a chance, go for it. But here's the point. I cannot tell you how inspiring it is to read through these 544 applications and the simple question, why do you want to be a member of the Miracle Morning Messengers? And I'll just, I'll read a few um, in no particular order, just off the top. I've benefited greatly from the Miracle Morning. I want to share the difference it's made in my life with others. Next, I've been doing TMM for a long time and it helps me. Next, I want more people to experience the amazing changes I have had in my life by taking on the Miracle Morning. Next, because I already tell everybody about the Miracle Morning. Next, I love the MM and have already passed my book on and talk about it often. And then I, this is my favorite. Love all about your miracle morning and love your mom, friends of hers here in Tacoma. So anyway, I could go on and on. There's 544 people that are like, I want to help. I want to support. And so, so that's a recent example is I got help from Brianna Greenspan and Josh Eidenberg and Tiffany, my team, Stephanie, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Stephanie, if you're listening. And that shifted my mindset. And then they empowered me to realize, hey, more people want to help you. Brianna's the best at this. She's like, Hal, people want to help you. You've helped other people. They want to help you because I suffer from thinking I don't want to burden people. Nobody wants to help me. I always, I'm asking for help. I feel like I ask for help too much. I want to help other people. I don't want to ask them for help. Like they've got their own issues, right? And that just examples of how we hold ourselves back from getting the help that we need when we need it. And I want to just share one other story from the past that changed the trajectory of my life when I asked for help. And it was when I was, you know, 2008 at one of the lowest points in my life, losing my house to the bank, being foreclosed on in debt, right? You know, the story. And my wife said, sweetheart, I hate seeing you like this. And I, I want to help you, but I don't know how, why don't you call your friend, John Berghoff? He, you know, John's very smart and he loves you. He's not going to judge you. Just tell him what's going on and, and see if he can help you. I'm sure he, he'll try to help. He'll want to help you. And I was like, you're right. I should call John. And I had not told anybody for six months. I was just only my wife. And I think my parents might've known, but I didn't tell anybody that I was struggling because I was embarrassed and I didn't want to burden them. And they had their own issues. And it was 2008. Everybody's struggling financially, right? Just like right now, people are struggling. You're struggling. We're all struggling in our own ways. But I called John and uh, I said, hey, buddy. And I told him how bad things had gotten. And he turned me on to a Jim Rohn audio. And then a quote in that audio 
gave me the idea to create a daily morning ritual. Then I went on a research and found six practices, right? And the rest is history. But if I wouldn't have reached out to John Berghoff and asked for help, the miracle morning would probably never have been born or maybe somebody else created it. I don't know. Maybe the universe would have given that idea to somebody else. I don't know. But it was asking for help that changed the trajectory of my life. And I want to say this again, and then I'm going to give you all a few steps that you can apply to ask for help. Number one, though, but before I give you the step, I want to remind you, remember, the first step to change is a new perspective. And why don't you think back right now, think back in your life to times that either you've asked for help, or maybe you were just having a conversation with someone and they said something that shifted your perspective and gave you a new possibility, a new consideration of what was possible for you. And by the way, it also might come from reading a book or watching a video. Like asking someone for help isn't the only way to get help. I think there's something special about it because it's human. It allows you to be specific and here's what I need. And then they can offer you new perspective, right? That's different from reading a book because uh, the book is not customizing its response to your question. However, just like the Miracle Morning has helped millions of people transform their lives. Why? Because it's offered a new perspective. Hey, if you're struggling in any area of your life right now, arguably the most important thing you can do is start your day in a peak state. Start your day with the savers, these six practices or any one of them that will enable you to be in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state, to grow as a person, to evolve, to become a better version of yourself, to show up better every day than you did the night before because of this morning practice, right? This is one example of, you know, countless books where you read a book, you get a new perspective, you consider a new possibility for yourself, and you're able to turn your life around. And yet before that new perspective, you might have thought it was completely hopeless. You might have been thinking of ending your life because you thought there's no point in going on. It's never going to get any better, right? I, I don't want to live without blank, without this person, without this career, without this, you know, again, if you, if you lost a limb, without that limb, whatever it is, like you could be at such a low point and feel completely hopeless. And all it takes is a new perspective to completely transform the way that you feel inside and what you consider to be possible for you. You can go from being completely hopeless to totally hopeful with a new perspective. My very first miracle morning, that's why the six months of depression that I had been, you know, had been growing and getting worse. My very first miracle morning, I always say my depression it didn't go away completely because there were still remnants of it there, but but it went from like a nine or a nine point five to like a six because I was I went from being hopeless to hopeful. Wait, wait, if I start every day like this, doing these six practices with this much energy and enthusiasm, it's only a matter of time before I become the person that I need to be to create the life that I want. Huh? I'm not depressed anymore. I'm excited. I'm inspired. I have a new perspective. So think back to times in your life when a new perspective has transformed your life. Maybe it was a book you read, or maybe it was asking for help. And someone sh you shared with somebody where you were at and what you were going through, they said, have you ever thought of it this way? Or have you ever considered doing this? 
or considered that the way you're looking at things is actually causing you to feel the way you feel, but you could actually look at it differently. Maybe the person that you feel like hates you, maybe they don't hate you. Maybe they're just going through their own stuff and you go, oh yeah, actually they are going through a difficult time right now. I never thought of it that way. Hmm. I don't feel so bad anymore. A shift in perspective can transform your life. In fact, it's one of the only things that ever does. It's that first domino that you've got to proactively knock down that'll lead to the next domino or the next step. So I'm going to give you all a few steps to ask for help. And number one, understand that people want to help because understand that when you let someone help you, you are giving them a gift. Think about it. How does it feel when someone reaches out to you, someone you care about, and they're hurting and they need help? And then you offer a new perspective. You offer some advice or maybe you you lent, loan them some money, right? Whatever it is, but you help them. And they say, oh my God, thank you. You have no idea how much this means to me. You have no idea. And maybe they break down in tears. This means thank you so much. You have no idea what you just did for me. You have no idea how much this helps me. And maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're not the, maybe they're not that overly thankful. But, but how does it feel when you help someone? I don't know about you, but I, it feels good, right? I mean, there's science that backs this, research that backs this, which is that it produces oxytocin, that when you help someone, not only do you make them feel good, right? There's a literal serotonin, dopamine release. They actually, they feel good that someone was willing to help them and you feel good because you helped that person. So you can give that gift to someone else that by you asking for help and giving them that opportunity to add value to your life. So number one, understand that people want to help. Number two, remember that when you are vulnerable, people fall in love with you. And that is a synopsis of a Robin Sharma quote. When you are vulnerable with people, they fall in love with you. And it's so true. Think about when someone tries to impress you. And they try to be cool and they're tough and they don't need help and they're, they got it all figured out. Do you feel connected to that person? There's a magic in vulnerability where you go, oh my gosh, right? You poor thing. Like it's a human, it's human to human empathy and it's innate in all of us, right? It's like you see a wounded animal and you go, oh my God, I, I, I want to help you. You poor thing, right? And it's not, it's not a condescending mindset of you poor thing. It's, hey, You're struggling too. And just think about even how did you feel when I was vulnerable on the podcast earlier, right? I'm just, you know, and that wasn't, I wasn't manipulating you. I just was being vulnerable. But I would imagine, right, that when you understand that someone else is struggling, we feel inclined to help that person. We want to ease their suffering. That is a human trait. Unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath, and I know there are some of those out there, you want, when you see someone a living creature, again, whether it's an animal or a human being, especially a human being, you want to ease their suffering. So understand that when you are vulnerable with people, because I know a lot of us, that's difficult. It's difficult to be vulnerable, again, because we're embarrassed or we don't want to burden someone or we don't want to seem weak or pathetic or whatever stories we tell ourselves about what it, we might look like when we're vulnerable. If you're vulnerable and not in like a whiny, pathetic way, like I would imagine, right? There are, there, I'm sure there's ways of being vulnerable that it could be a total turnoff, right? You're like, ah, right? If you're, if you're super whiny, but if you're like, Hey, um, do you mind, like, do you mind if I share something? This is hard for me to share, but I just, I, I need, I need help right now. Like I, I need a, a friend to talk to. Can, can I share something with you? Right. And they're like, of course, you know, what's going on? 
right? And be vulnerable and give them that gift of being able to help you. And now those are two things to understand before you reach out. But number three is clarify what you need help with in writing before you reach out. So clarify what you need help with in writing before you reach out. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is it keeps you from blabbering on and on incoherently when you're trying to ask for help. And that can be a turnoff, right? If someone's like, get to the freaking point already. I don't even know. What do you like? You're just complaining, right? So the clearer you are on what your request is, what you're asking for help, the more effective that reach out to that person is going to be. Uh, and by the way, clarifying what you need help with in writing, it, it could either mean you're clarifying what you don't want, like, I'm really struggling with this. I don't want this anymore. What would you do if you were in my situation, right? That's a great way to ask for help, by the way. What would you do if you were in my situation? Because here's the thing. When you're in your situation, it's hard to think clearly, right? It's hard to think clearly when you're so overwhelmed or emotionally distraught based on the, the thing you're struggling with. So asking for help from someone who's not emotionally distraught about your situation, that's part of the power of getting a perspective, an outside perspective on whatever you're going through. So ask, clarifying what you need help with might mean what you don't want, or it might mean what you do want. Hey, I really want this thing, but I can't figure it out. I'm struggling. I really want to feel more connected to my spouse or to my daughter. I'll give you an example, by the way. My daughter is 14. And every day my daughter becomes one day older and every day it's like, oh, I've, you know, when she turned 14, I'm like, I've never had a 14 year old daughter, right? When she turned 13, I've never had a 13 year old, right? So I'm learning on the job. Well, my wife, thankfully, has been a 13 year old girl and a 14 year old girl, right? So she is infinitely more qualified than I am to empathize with what my daughter is going through, to understand it, to understand how to get through it because she made it through. And so I asked my wife for help all the time. And I think that it took me a while to get there because I was like, she would give me her advice and, you know, sometimes unsolicited. And I'm like, no, I got it figured out. Right. And then as my daughter's gotten older, it's been, you know, more and more challenging to deal with a teenager than it was like a seven-year-old, seven-year-old, right? She's my, I snuggle with her at night. I read her stories right now. It's like, dad, get out of my room. Uh, it's different now. So I asked my wife for help all the time and her perspective is in valuable. So clarify what you need help with in writing. And by the way, you can do that during your scribing process, during your miracle morning, right? What do you want? What don't you want that you can ask someone for their perspective on or their help on? And by the way, depending on what you feel more comfortable with, when you ask for help, you can either say, hey, I could really use your help with something. Do you have a few minutes to chat? right? Or you have 15 minutes. I really need to tell you what's going on in my life and see if you have any thoughts. And if the person knows you, loves you, right? They're, they're going to be there for you. Of course. Yeah. You need help. Of course. But another way to ask, you might not ask for help. You might ask for their perspective. So you might say, Hey, I, I could really use your perspective on something. Do you have like five or 10 minutes? Sure. Right. So you utilize the language that you're most comfortable with. And I'm always trying to be sensitive to that that, you know, I have the language that resonates with me with anything, affirmations, you know, you name it, setting goals, like, but it's important to have language that you resonate with. And if there's certain words that make you feel uncomfortable, 
yeah, you could get comfortable with those words, right? Or you could just say, hey, here's a different way. I'm actually, instead of asking for help, I'm going to ask for someone's perspective. And think about this, by the way. Who doesn't want to give their perspective? In fact, there's something to think, something to consider there, right? When you ask for help, somebody might be like, I don't have time to, I'm, I'm busy, you know? But if you ask for, hey, I really need your perspective on something. It's like, ooh, yeah, I'll give you my, or your opinion. There's another way, right? Another way to ask, hey, can I get your opinion on something I'm going through that I think you might be able to help me with? Right. Yeah. Well, of course, everybody loves to give their opinion, right? Their opinion, their perspective or wanting to help. So clarify it in writing. Okay. What do you need help with? And the more clear you can be, the better. And by the way, here's what's interesting. Of course, part of the power of scribing is when you take thoughts out of your head and you put them in writing, it forces you to articulate them at a much higher level than when they're bouncing around in your head, like a pinball, right? With like, Ooh, this thought. Oh no, this thought. Oh, what about this thought? Right. You can have countless thoughts all converging and competing with each other at the same time, but you can only write one letter at a time, one word at a time. So by putting in writing what you need help with, that in and of itself, by the way, sometimes you might solve your own problem. Sometimes when I'm journaling, right, that helps me work through what I'm facing and I'm able to offer myself a new perspective because I'm also getting out of the emotions and I'm just, I'm getting into my thinking and I'm, I'm writing, I'm getting into my intuition, I'm writing. So power, there's power when you put pen to paper. And then step four, reach out, reach out. And by the way, I'm gonna give you a few options here. You could use Google or chat GPT, okay? I, I just wanna throw out options here. You could use Google or ChatGPT. In fact, ChatGPT is in, it's it's pretty incredible. I'm pretty you know it, it literally harnesses every you know everything on the internet instantaneously, and it does give some. I've been pretty there's pretty profound answers. Now I do have some weird conflicting. I'm like I don't like eliminating humans from the equation in anything. I don't even like you know like I don't like at grocery stores that there's you know, that they're talking about like using self-checkout to replace human beings. I don't like the idea of eliminating human interaction from our lives. Okay. So let me just make that clear. Now I'm not anti-AI. I'm not anti-technology. Uh, I am anti-removing human beings from things, jobs that I think human beings bring a lot of value to that AI and technology will never replace. Okay. I'm not going to, that's a total different. I'm not going to go down that soapbox, but I just want to say, in fact, here, here Here's, here's where this is actually what I think is coming up for me on the miraclemorning.com homepage. Josh on my team, who's like the most, you know, he's a millennial. He's very forward thinking. He's always looking at how we can use technology. And uh, he put a chat bot on there. It's in beta right now, but it's like the Miracle Morning AI chat bot, something like that. And I didn't even know he put it on there. Um, and I went on the other day. I was like, oh, what, what is this? And I asked it a question and I was blo- I was like, wow, that answer is amazing. Then I asked, I asked it another question. I said, hey, when will the, or no, something about like the Miracle Morning, the new edition being available in, in Canada, because that's a question we're getting a lot. So I'm like, I want to see what it says. And the answer it gave was totally wrong. And I was like, Josh, hey, this take this off right away. And he said, okay, hold on. And he went and he worked with it. And anyway, the point is I I've been blown away by how effective it is. And I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but um, if you haven't used chat GPT or, you know, again, Google's old school, you know, chat GPT, right. But, but if you need help, that is a place you can start. You can start by, uh, you know, Googling articles or asking chat GPT. And yeah, you can get pretty phenomenal advice. You're missing the human element. Although, if you're reading an article written by a human, it's there. So I'm gonna let you decide how you're going to reach out. And you might start by reaching out and seeing if you can figure it out on your own through Google or through ChatGPT. But 
Remember, there, there is value in getting a nuanced perspective from another human being who knows you intimately. That's one thing that you're not getting from reading a book or Googling an article or asking ChatGPT a question. You're not getting that nuanced human interaction from someone who potentially knows you and loves you, right? When I reach out to Brianna Greenspan, the tone of her voice, how much she cares, those are intangibles that you can't get with technology, right? And so you have to consider what do you need? Do you need to feel loved and nurtured and cared for? Do you want that nuanced human perspective? In fact, when I started recording this episode today, I wasn't even thinking about asking Google or ChatGPT. That wasn't even, that just came up for me in the midst of this conversation, if you will, this one-sided conversation where I just thought of that, right? But my initial reasoning in recording this was to gain perspective by asking another human being for help. All right, let's wrap this up for today. The point is, I need help. I need help regularly, right? You need help. You need help regularly. And even when life is going well, we often can get into this illusion of everything's great, but usually there's something that we're ignoring, we're suppressing, et cetera. But whatever you need help with, have the courage to ask for it. And what just came up for me, keep thinking I'm done, I'm almost done, the courage to ask for help. I don't know if you're familiar with David Hawkins' work. Uh, He wrote many books, but Transcending Levels of Consciousness is one of them, but he's famous for creating the scale of consciousness where he numerically mapped levels of consciousness the lowest being shame, and it's got a numeric value, an energetic value. And I think it's like when you're in shame, you're, I don't remember between, I'm not looking at it right now, but it's like, you know, zero to 40 or something. And it goes all the way up to a thousand and enlightenment is at the very top, right? Between 700 and a thousand is enlightenment. Love is on that scale. Gratitude is on that scale. Hate is on that scale. Fear is on that scale. Courage is on that scale. And uh, courage is at 200. And essentially in David Hawkins' work, everything below 200 are what he would call negative or limiting states of consciousness. Everything above 200, those are empowering states of consciousness. Courage is is where it shifts from negative to positive. And so I just wanted to bring that up, that your state of consciousness, if you're in fear, if you're in shame, if you're in guilt, if you're in hate, right? Those states of consciousness and nuanced wording like self-doubt, right? That would fit in that under 200, right? But if you're under 200, those are limiting states of consciousness. And it's crucial that we foster states of consciousness above 200, courage and hope and love. And so having the courage to ask for help, that's a shift in your consciousness that will enable you to transform where you're at now into where you want to be. So have the courage to ask for help. And if you need to start with baby steps, you can Google it. You can ask ChatGPT, but I encourage you to ask someone you love because you're going to get nuanced and invaluable perspectives that you can't get from technology. All right, goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, I love you so much. I hope this has been helpful and valuable. If you want to check out the Miracle Morning launch team, give it a shot. Like I said, it may be full by now, but miraclemorning.com forward slash messengers. It's going to be a very special 
team of people that are working together to share the new book, elevate consciousness, and uh, have a lot of fun doing it. And then last but not least, uh, if you haven't pre-ordered the new book, you can pre-order it on Audible, on Kindle, on um, paperback. Head over to thenewmiraclemorning.com and check out all the bonuses. There are a lot of really cool bonuses that you get when you pre-order one copy and even cooler bonuses when you pre-order five copies and it goes on up to 10, 25, and so on. So uh, have a great day. Make it a great week. Make it a great life. Guys, y'all, we only live one life. We might as well accept the negative, accept the things we can't change, be at peace with them, and enjoy every possible moment of this one life that you and I have been blessed to live. Love you. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 